Welcome to the new episode of the BC Real Estate Review, a podcast that discusses the news, trends, and overall what's happening in the British Columbia real estate scene, with a primary focus in Vancouver. We want to take the view from both the real estate housing side, but also from the mortgage side. We want to provide a full overview of the real estate scene with good education, solid tips that can help you make sense of everything as you move along your own home buying journey. The fall is a season where we expected a more relaxed period in the housing market. Generally, this has been true for the most part, but the data for Vancouver paints a very different picture. Vancouver had its best year on record in terms of number of homes sold. The Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver reported that 3,643 homes were sold in September, representing a 19.6 increase compared to August and a 56.2% jump from September 2019. This is despite COVID-19. Home prices continue to post gains as well, with MLS showing a price rising about 5.8% year over year to $1,041,300. According to RBC's Robert Hogue, demand supply conditions have tightened considerably for single detached homes, as new listings rose only 18%. He continues to say that we expect prices to heat up even more in this market segment in the near term, and we expect more plentiful inventories will do the opposite for condo prices. While this is going to continue in the short term, the experts are saying that COVID-19 will eventually take its toll and it will eventually cause a decline. Despite the general uncertainty in the marketplace, young Canadians still want to purchase a home and seem determined to get into the marketplace. Part of the reason can be attributed to the strain of young people living in confined spaces during the pandemic and throughout the recent lockdowns. Many people are looking to upgrade to a larger and more functional living space. Historical low interest rates are seen to be the key driver behind this home buying optimism. Despite soaring home prices, falling interest rates have helped keep homes within reach for many buyers. If we look at the mortgage around $300,000, you could save roughly $13,000. That's based on nationally available uninsured five-year fixed mortgage rates of around 1.84% today versus 2.84 at the start of the year. That works out to be around $142 in monthly mortgage savings or $13,532 over the five-year term. As always, for more expert advice, feel free to reach out to a mortgage broker. You can contact me anytime at kofskymortgage.ca. I'm more than happy to help. I recently took a trip up to Prince George for a little vacation and looking for an investment property myself. During the course of my travels, I met a great realtor, Mark Pasalt, who knows this town like the back of his hand. I'm always impressed when a realtor can talk at length about individual needs, spaces, and areas in the city as it comes just so naturally. I also noticed his YouTube page and his great way to converse, so I thought I should get him on the podcast. So without further ado, Mark, please say hi. Hey, Jordan, thank you so much for having me today. And thanks for that great intro. Ah, you're welcome. It's almost like I wrote it down while we were talking about it the whole time. <laughs> oh, you mean while you're waiting for my internet to uh, unmess itself? Tell me a little bit more about uh, about you. So who are you? What's your channel? Yeah, so I mean, I grew up um, pretty close by here. I grew up in Burns Lake, which is uh, about 220 kilometers to the west of Prince George. So, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with Prince George just through coming here all the time. You know, growing up, there's concerts, there's uh, events that happen here that you come to naturally. And then now I've lived here a total of about five years, two years when I went to college um, in the early 2000s. And then now more recently, when I moved back here with my wife and kids to start my career as a realtor. Oh, no way. Where were you before? 
Well, growing up in Burns Lake, I stayed there, did high school there. Then afterwards, I moved around, um, lived down in Nelson, which is in southern BC, for uh, about a year, working for a, a custom timber framing company down there, doing 3D like CAD works, drawings. After that, moved back to Houston, worked in a sawmill, moved over to Ontario for seven or eight years, I guess. Went to school there, got married, got divorced, <laughs> found another, yeah. another, uh, well, another wife. Found my current wife, I should say, and then now we're happily married, living here in Prince. Sounds lovely. And so, tell me about uh, PG, like. You obviously moved back there. So what is it that you love about PG and tell me more about the city? Well, it's, I, I like to call it the, the hidden gem of the North. I mean, it's not hidden, but uh, definitely there's some things that people have misconceptions about. And even myself in a sense, only because of past biases, I guess. So when I lived here, you know, now almost 17 years ago, it was a little bit different. And at that time I had no interest of ever kind of living here again. Not anything to do with the city, more just, I thought that I wanted something bigger. But having had that over in Ottawa, which I actually, I really loved Ottawa, but uh, Prince George is kind of a, a, a perfect mix of a big city with like a small town community feel that has all of the amenities of a big city, but has like no traffic, which is perfect. That sounds nice. I get stuck in traffic all the time. It drives me down <laughs> Yeah, Ottawa, but that, was, that was one thing I didn't like about Ottawa. You know, 15 minutes to get to work some days and an hour and 15 to get back, same distance. So that was super frustrating. And I mean, at worst here, you're going to wait, you know, one, one set of lights and uh, pretty much anywhere you are, you're, you're going to get through, so. <laughs> what do the people like in PG? Like, tell me about the overall feel of the, the people that are there. I mean, you know, you can talk at length about people in Vancouver or, you know, Ottawa, they have mass, things like that. What are people like in, in Prince George? I think on the whole, they're they're very grounded for the most part. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a working man's uh, town. It's a crossroads, right? So it's lots of trades and lots of kind of the sawmill type industry or wood industry, and that just attracts kind of a down to earth type of person, I guess. So they're they're very much like to get outdoors, which there's lots of here. They generally have a pretty good community feel. I mean, if you just see some of the fundraising that happens here and some of the extraordinary effort that uh, individuals put forth over time, it's not just kind of a one and done type thing you know there's people here in fact there's one gentleman that's raised i don't know if he's beat it now but he's, he's pretty close to a million dollars for the terry fox foundation just him wow. so stuff like that happens you know more than than you'd expect and that's something that i think prince george is known for is just a really good community feel that's awesome and so why are people choosing to move there i know some people here in vancouver that have chosen to go up to prince george mostly i think the fact that they can you know afford a home there vancouver it is pretty expensive i dare say and not to say that prince george isn't but it's a it's a different sort of aspect where you know you could get theoretically uh, you know a home there where you know for the price of a condo here is that something that you're finding up there as well or is there more than that well i think it's it's like any city you know prince george isn't special in that regard people are coming here for a lot of different reasons one of the biggest attractors here is the fact that we have a university and a college so there's young people coming and hopefully the city offers enough for them to stick around here. So price of living is something that always comes up and it's pretty obvious, you know, the disparity between uh, Vancouver prices and here in Prince George. Now rental prices in Prince George are creeping up to Vancouver levels, but that's just because the vacancy is so um, low. Uh, house prices themselves are much more affordable in most cases, and that's probably what attracts a lot of people. So small town feel, big town amenities. They have universities, so there's always kind of a fresh influx of, of youth and of, um, you know, ideas and stuff. And then also big industry that's been here for a long time. So there's stability with jobs and lots of jobs available. And so what kind of industries are up there? We were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the town and the city itself. So what's the industry there? Well, it used to be lumber was the biggest thing for a long time. And it still is a large part, but that's not that it's declined necessarily, but more just there's other stuff that's come to the city. 
So um, this year alone, there's there's quite a few big projects that have been announced. There's a biochemical plant that's going to be coming up. There's a hemp processing facility as well as I think they're going to distill their their CBD oil as well. So industries like that are starting to come up here and there's already a good foothold of those types of things currently in the city. And if you look at the amount of hotels and just housing in general that's being built, um, it lets you know what's coming down the pipes, right? I mean, there's eight hotels or something that have been built here recently and they say they're still short by quite a few. So that kind of gives you an indication of where they expect things to go. Interesting. You mentioned that the, the rental rates are going up, creeping up to Vancouver type levels. You mentioned the vacancy rates are low, things like that, but the price of the home is actually staying low as well in comparison. Can you share a little bit about why that might be? Yeah, the like the price for, of homes in comparison to Vancouver are low for sure, but the price of homes in comparison to Prince George have gone up quite a bit. At one point here, about two months into COVID, the price had gone up by about 17.6%. Now it's at about 8% like it was earlier in the year, but that is due to shortage, right? Supply and demand. It's been a seller's market here in Prince George for quite a while, like quite a few years. I mean, this year, especially, you know, once COVID hit and the sales dropped off to 40 i think in um, april suddenly there's a shortage of houses so what does that do that causes house prices to go up and with all this uncertainty a lot of people that were going to sell this year have decided to hold off or financially couldn't purchase the next house that they wanted to purchase so that just exacerbated the problem of low inventory and that's what's caused the prices to go up so compared to vancouver definitely the prices are lower but they're they're quite a bit higher here than most people have seen in ever i guess makes sense tell me a little bit more about the, the different neighborhoods in prince george yeah so you have quite a few different areas to choose from like any city i suppose um easy ones to, to to highlight are the north north of the river is called the heart so up there generally you're you're able to get um a bit more bang for your buck so either the lot sizes are bigger or the houses are bigger some of them are older but you know that's raw square footage is what counts not so much the interior because that can always be changed easier than <laughs> square footage but yeah, of course. So the, the North is kind of more bang for your buck, although now it's starting to become a little bit more in line with everything else as more and more people kind of get savvy to it and don't mind the extra little drive up there. And down to the South, that's College Heights. We've got Upper College Heights and Lower College Heights. Lower is, is a little bit of more of a seasoned uh, community, I guess. And then Upper College Heights has some of the more bigger, newer houses because it was developed more recently. To the East and the West, you kind of have similar type locations and uh, they're more, more far not necessarily farmland, but more fields um, in a lot of cases. And so same thing, you'll probably get bigger lots and slightly bigger houses, but not necessarily better prices, just for the, the reasons mentioned, more people are starting to head out that way. And then in the city, so they call it the bowl because you kind of go down into it from all directions. That's a regular mix of city neighborhoods, right? So you've got some of the older, um, lower income areas. You have some of the more affluent, higher income areas, and they're kind of spread out where to the West is generally considered more desirable in some cases, I guess. But really anywhere you go in the city now, you're going to find pockets of great people. Like it doesn't matter. Even in the, the so-called worst neighborhoods, all of that's starting to come up. Um, in the same level as the rest of the city, simply because the prices there are better. I mean, where was the first neighborhood that you guys went to look at when we first met? Oh goodness, well, we were going through the, the VLA area, which is known for its uh, low income type neighborhoods, things like that. Uh, we were immediately attracted to it because it's you know lower price for the home. However, the rental rates, as you mentioned, were quite high. It looked like a very uh, interesting and great place to start uh, sort of a process of learning a little bit more about the city. Is that what you find as well? Yeah, I mean, funny enough, when the, at the first place that you and I did meet at, had we blindfolded you and brought you inside the home and then yeah. took the blindfold off and you looked at it, you would have never suspected that it was where it was. So that just goes to show you um, and proves my point that even in, in those areas, 
there's people there that have, you know, they live just the same as anywhere else. And, and it's going to keep continuing that way as, you know, more and more of these places get bought up by investors or people getting their second home to invest in. And they, you know, they do it up, they rent it out. And now that's a newer updated home in this area. And that just keeps happening until, you know, they're all updated. So it's very true. I mean, that was one thing that really did stand out when I was in the area was that you could tell that there was a bit of a revitalization project happening there. People were moving in and trying to make the area a little bit, you know, more upscale, trying to bring it up a bit. Yeah, and I think that ties in just with the city as, as a whole. You know, there's there's not just people that live in the area coming here. There's so many different types of people coming for different reasons. And um, the majority of the house sales that happen between, you know, 300,000 and uh, low 400s, those are the most competitive because there's investors, there's, you know, people buying a second home that aren't, aren't investors, but are getting an investment property. There's people that just kind of finally can afford up to that. And then there's downsizers. So it's pretty much everyone is looking in that price point and so as those become so competitive people have to either look outside of that or they have to maybe not settle but choose to go a different route than initially planned and that's where a lot of these people are buying up places in the lower income and fixing them up and then renting them out um, you know to decent tenants and that just kind of brings the you know a rising tide floats all boats this is a a good term for that makes a lot of sense can you share if I was interested in an investment property and really looking to learn a little bit more about you know the different neighborhoods and if I really wanted to put some roots down and, and purchase an investment property in PG, where would you recommend uh, we kind of start? Um, good question. <laughs> investment properties right now are tough um, for the reasons mentioned. They're just it's so competitive at the moment, uh, especially you know in a time when people they can't they can't make the moves they thought they could, and that leaves the door open for people that you know can make moves throughout any kind of a market, um, which are investors. So they're going to pick up the properties that maybe these first-time home buyers were were planning to buy, um, or as I mentioned, someone that has a bit of extra money or was doing well in stock markets looking to buy a second property now they can't because of the stock market uncertainty at that time. But other bigger investors can so. It's kind of tough to give a an idea of where to start. Your best bet is to to find someone that knows the market well and look for off market deals or you know the the kind of handshake um, about to be listed type of deals and get to them before they ever hit the MLS. Because if you're waiting for it to hit the MLS, you're probably going to miss out on it. Makes sense for sure. Where's the hidden gem? There's always spots and always places that really look like they're just about to take off. Like in Vancouver, you know, you could point to a number of neighborhoods that are like just about at that point and you can see it kind of happening and that kind of coming. What do you see in Prince George? I guess the heart is is somewhere that has, it's kind of gone through that now and uh, there's still room to grow because, you know, you can expand outwards up there. Um, the VLA probably has the biggest, you know, bang for your buck. I mean, that's why you guys were attracted there. That's why a lot of people are. And it's it's accessible to not just investors. So for, for context, my cousin lived in the VLA for seven years, single female, you know, just by herself, never had any issues, sold that property, bought up in the heart. And then another property came down on the same street she just sold at. And it was uh, exactly what I described. There's an older building that someone had bought, completely renovated, facelift outside, inside, two bedroom suite in the, bo- in the, in the basement. And she paid, I think, $10,000 more than she sold her other house for, which was way less updated, didn't have a suite in the basement, and the rest was, was pretty similar. And now she's got a, an updated rental income property, you know, down in that area that some people are not wanting to invest in right away. And it's going to return well for her. Absolutely. 
if I was looking for a place that where are students currently hanging out? What's what's a young neighborhood? Where are families living? What where am I looking here? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit removed from from that um, aspect of it. When I was a student, I was living in the VLA, so I don't know if that's the best uh, <laughs> answer yeah. to that question. But that was, you know, that was in my means, and and it was close to school, so it, it made sense for me. And Prince George, being as small as it is, I mean, you can literally go anywhere in the city in under 15 minutes. You know, I live in College Heights, which is the the southern part of the city, and when I have to do a showing up at the very top of the heart, I mean, that's 17 minutes, like at at most, if I hit a couple of a red lights. So if you're living anywhere in the bowl, you're going to get to whichever college or university you're going to from anywhere. So where students tend to gravitate is where the best rents are. And now with rents being as tough as, as they are, it's where's the available rent. So in this current or like for this year, um, I think it was more or less where can you get in for a, a room, not so much where in the city you can get in. You used to live in PG for a long time or in the area for a long time. Then you moved away and you've come back and you've really fallen in love with the city again. Tell me a little bit more about some of the, the great aspects of PG that only really a local would know. If I was looking for a great place to eat, where am I going? I hear there's a big change in the downtown core. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Talk to me a little bit more about the, the town in itself. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely things that, that locals are more aware of. Um, and I think the more that, that we share that, it's going to become more apparent to, to other people and it's going to attract more people here. So anyone that doesn't know about it is simply, you know, they just haven't haven't been here often enough or experienced it. So for locals that live here, it's something I brought up earlier, which is the community feel. I mean, it, it truly is a big, like I grew up in Burns Lake, that's 3000 people that had a community feel. You, you pretty much know most of the people in town and uh, and it's great. And then you come to Prince George and you look at the numbers and you think, okay, it's got 90,000 or so. Um, you know, how can it, how can it possibly have a similar feel? But it just does because maybe because of the slow growth up to this point or, or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not sure why it has that, but it, it definitely does. And it feels very similar to the way Burns Lake was, where as soon as you spend a bit of time here, you know, now we've been here for three years um, or most recently, and you see the people that are driving that. You see the fundraising efforts, you see the, the events being organized, you see the inclusion of, of all types of people. And the history and stuff of Prince George because it does have have quite a long long history and it's it's good to observe and it's very nice to be a part of um, and then here like my where I where I got a house it's the most I've felt at home in a neighborhood and you know that's even including my hometown so that small scale of me having a place that feels I don't know welcoming I guess and then that be extended to the whole city is uh, is I think a big attractor to Prince George You've been a realtor for a long time. Can you share with me a little bit more about like a wow moment that you had that you really were able to really connect with your client and you really realized this is the reason why I'm in this industry? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's so many of those to choose from. Um, I guess I'll go based on a, a pure uh, performance uh, moment in this regard. So when I was fairly early into my career, there was a property that was up that had sat for a little bit and for whatever reason, people were just weren't moving on it. And it was in the mid fours. Went and looked at it with a, a client and seemed to like it, but but, you know, way overpriced. Okay, cool. So circle back to his motivation. Does he does he need it now or is he willing to wait? He's willing to wait, which always gives us, you know, good leverage. So that's what we did. We waited, put in another offer. They didn't accept it and then decided, you know, at that point, either we would, ex we would go up to what they want or a bit of a gamble, you know, let it sit for a little bit longer and see, you know, hopefully no one takes it. But based on how it was getting there before, didn't look like anyone was. So Took that gamble, it paid off, and in the end, ended up saving him like sixty grand, which he was absolutely, you know, over the moon with. So that one, that one felt good. Wow, that's that's awesome.
Well, thank you very much. You know, I really appreciate your time and it was it was really great chatting with you. For those that are kind of just checking in now, you know, maybe had a million things to do and are kind of listening a little bit now to the to the podcast, can you share a little bit about like a golden ticket item? What's what's a what's a takeaway that people can have while listening to this and can really walk away with Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it pertains so much to the the rest of the podcast, but something for just myself that, that above all else that served me the best, especially these last three years. Uh, as I transi- transition into a demanding new career was just, if it's one thing I've worked on, it's my mindset. And that has led to everything else that's going well in my life. And, you know, this September, for instance, uh, there was a, quite a few milestones. So it was the highest number of transactions I've done in a month. It was by far the highest amount of commissions I've earned in a month. I hit a milestone that I set for myself two years ago that I would, I would earn six figures in a year. I hit that like two weeks after the two-year um, deadline. So pretty close. And, uh, and yeah, it all came from having the right mindset and continuing to cultivate that and uh, having a growth mindset in all things, um, whether it's parenting or becoming a better person or getting better on camera, whatever it was. Mindset is, was, is, and was the key, <laughs> is the key, there you go. That's amazing. Well, thank you very much. Well, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do that? Uh, pretty easy to find. YouTube, you search my name, Mark Baselt, M-A-R-C-P-O-S-S-E-L-T. And that's on um, Instagram as well, mark.baselt and Facebook, same thing. So online's pretty easy to find. You can text me anytime. I tend to answer all my calls because you never know if it's a client or a telemarketer. Pretty easy to tell, but 250-251-5800 is the number. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And if anyone was looking for any more information about their next mortgage or looking for information on their financing, happy to help, including those in Prince George. Always happy to do that. So feel free to connect with me on kofskimortgage.ca and I'm more than happy to help. So thank you very much, and I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Jordan. And that's good to know. I was actually going to ask you if you serve um, Prince George, because, uh, yeah, we should talk after this. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Have a great one. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Have a great one. Bye-bye.